Hey guys, it's Sydney Nanberg, founder of the She Did It podcast and of the new brand, sydneynanberg.com, where you will find all things self-care and wellness. And today, I'm interviewing someone very special. Her name is Tatiana. She's a serial entrepreneur living the laptop lifestyle, the CEO of a booming brand, Lux Health, which is known for its amazing waist trainers, and even a few new products that I saw on her Instagram. She's coaching and mentoring students and traveling the world, has a prominent YouTube channel, and she's really just doing it all. So I can't wait for you guys to hear this interview, and let's dive right in. Welcome to the She Did It podcast. My name is Sydney Nanberg, and my intention is to share real, raw, and vulnerable stories that will inspire you to be your best self in life and in business. From manifestation to mindset and success, I cover it all. So grab your headphones, a journal, or the notes app in your phone, and get ready to learn how to live your best life. I'd love for you to just share a little bit of background on how it all began. Sure. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I'm really excited to chat with you today. Um, I guess uh, in terms of, I guess, the business that I have, it it all began about four years ago, just trying to learn to uh, make money online. You know, a lot of things Mm -hmm. are now online. And at that time, I was in a relationship with someone who I'm still in a relationship with, (laughs) but um, he was uh, having an online business and I had never known anyone who worked online like that, had a mobile Mm -hmm. lifestyle. And so it was very interesting to me and very new. And um, I was in university and I was in working also full time. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I didn't really have any intentions of starting an online business. But as time went on, I realized that there were definitely many benefits to just being able to travel when you want and being able to do things on your own clock. And so I wanted to figure out a way that I could make it work for me too. And Mm -hmm. so I I just tried a few different um, things online. Like there are so many different ways that you can uh, create a business online. Um, There are just so many different modalities to do that. And for me, I tried a few things, but nothing really resonated with me until Mm -hmm. I picked up um, kind of creating my own products. And that's kind of something that just got me really excited, just being able to create and edit and change and um in a, your own boss. in a way yeah yeah and also just it was exciting for me to know that I could provide a product to someone and add value to them to the point where they get excited when the package um, arrives at their door and so it was very motivating mm-hmm. and so I just felt pretty passionate about it and I think that's kind of what pushed me forward with that business and that's why I stuck with it and uh, it's been great ever since That's amazing. So let's talk about social media. So you're consistently out there sharing your life and your brand in such a positive and real way. And I personally admire your honesty within your messages. And I feel like people share what they want to share on social media. And that leaves many people feeling as if they're probably not doing enough. Uh, And as the owner of a marketing company, I think being real with your audience takes you so much further. So how has sharing your personal life impacted your brand or just sharing content on social media about your brand? Yeah, well, honestly, social media is amazing for businesses. It's such a great opportunity. And I do feel like not enough businesses are taking advantage of it. 
I think um, a lot of businesses, they're not willing to um, update themselves and, you know, um, start social media marketing and all that because they're stuck in the old ways. But if you're not going to be willing to move uh, with age and technology advancements, then you're going to get left behind. And so we see a lot of um, companies now, newer companies, startups, um, they're really leveraging social media and especially this whole new this whole new industry with influencers, um, people right. who are basically making social media their business. So before, I think it was just, you know, we post on social media, we connect with family and friends, and that was kind of it. And it was fun. But now people are really taking it to another level where social media becomes their full-time career. And so um, with that, there are many great advantages, but there are also, I think, some negative drawbacks to social media And I think many of us are fairly aware of them um, with our own personal um, kind of lifestyles. I think everyone's kind of experienced the positives and the negatives to social media. Again, from totally. Yeah. The business perspective for me personally, it's been amazing. I do think that it's extremely valuable. I I can probably say that without really utilizing YouTube, uh, my business would not be where it's at today. So YouTube has been a huge blessing for me. So that's the platform that has had the biggest impact for your brand. Yeah, it has. It has. And it takes time to build. But mm-hmm. the thing with YouTube, it's that it's video. And so you can really um, communicate to your audience in almost a way where people feel like they get to know you. Not only are right. they hearing your voice or not only are they seeing your picture, but they're seeing you in motion. They're seeing your, the way you interact and your, your attitudes and your personality. And so, um, I feel like it's really a great way to build a connection with your, your audience and your following. Right. And business is all about relationship building. And, you know, as from a marketing standpoint, just having a marketing company, this is what I tell my clients all the time to really incorporate video marketing or, or Facebook lives or Instagram stories, anything where people can actually get to know you and then they can feel like they can relate to you. And that's another way that you're going to get to understand your audience better so that you can create products or services that best fit their needs so that, you know, everybody can be happy. Um, do you have a limit as to how much you share on social media of your personal life? Yeah, that's totally. Yeah. So my business is a little bit blended. Um, it's a little, it's a little bit different um, because for my business, I am the face of my brand, which not mm-hmm. everybody is. Um, it's quite actually rare, but for myself, I chose to do that, and there are many reasons why. Um, and so with that means that I am using myself on social media to market my products, but also myself personally. And so what happens is um, now, you know, I am on social media quite often, and oftentimes it is for business, but then I also have that that personal presence online. Mm-hmm. And what I realized is that it's, it's very easy to get sucked into spending a lot of time on social oh, yeah. media because not only are you there to make me make a few posts a day or maybe one post a day, but then you start, for example, on Instagram, you'll start scrolling. And then I don't know about you, but oftentimes I find myself, I catch myself comparing myself to other people or looking at, you know, different right. things. And I just, I find that I just don't like the, the trap that I fall into. And, um, even on YouTube as well, um, you know, 
we have freedom of speech and people post what they want and you could be the most amazing person in the world and you're always you're still going to have someone who comments something silly or rude or negative or inappropriate and so I think when you put yourself Mm -hmm. out there like that you do have to be aware that you are making that choice Mm -hmm. you can choose to not be on social media you can choose to not have a presence online but if you make that choice you have to be aware that there will be um, people who you might not like what they have to say and so if it bothers you it's good to just limit yourself have boundaries I don't Mm -hmm. um I I um have someone who will approve comments on my YouTube channel for me because I don't want to be having a great day and then all of a sudden all of a sudden see a silly comment or an inappropriate comment and it, Mm -hmm. it it turns my day around so I have someone who will go through that for me and then on my Instagram I just limit myself I just say okay I'm just going to have enough time to make one post in the day. And I'm not going to use um, social media as my source of variety or use it as my source of significance. I think a lot of times um, Mm -hmm. when you do have that, that personal brand on social media, it's very easy to become dependent on it. And because you get so much significance, so much certainty from it, you post a picture of yourself and then you get all these people commenting and saying, Oh, you're so beautiful. You're so this, you're so that. And so it can feed into this obsession and this addiction and unhealthy habit. It's so true. And I think that people look on social media for validation as well, which is a huge problem. And then if you have a big brand on there and you're the face of the brand and not you, but in like, there's a lot of people who are just, you know, they post and they seek that validation and when they don't receive it, it can ruin their day. And you really do have to create boundaries and limit yourself and stick to your priorities and what really matters and understand that, there are people out there who are going to leave those negative comments and they're probably, I think that they project how they feel on into those comments. Yeah, absolutely. I love that you said that because that's exactly what it is. What I realized is that when someone says something negative about me, it's really not about me. It's about the state right. that they're in. So if they're having a great day, everything's going really well, they won $100, they you know, had just had a really awesome day you are going to bet that they're going to say something positive when they come home to their wife or their husband or whomever, they're going to be in a good mood and nice things will come out of their mouth. But if they're having a really bad day, then the opposite will happen. You know, whatever they say might not be so positive. And it's the same thing with when these people who we don't really know, they just have accounts, will comment Mm -hmm. things on YouTube. Um, You know, sometimes people call them trolls (laughs) and they like to just (laughs) comment in negative things. And, you know, I just, what I do is I just say, I just have, um, I just give love. And I just say, you know what, this person obviously is hurting. The fact Mm -hmm. that they have, they feel the need to comment something so hateful or whatever it may be, it's really sad. And I just realized that it's not about me, it's about them. And it's a reflection of what they're feeling about themselves. So I think it's just really realizing that it really is not personal. Um, I mean, if you really think about it, how much do people really know you? I mean, it depends on how much you're exposing on online, Mm -hmm. you know, what those boundaries are. Some people are very open and they really do share everything about their lives. But, you know, for myself, um, like you said at the beginning of the podcast, you know, I share what I want to share. I don't share every piece, every detail about my personal life. Mm -hmm. I share the things that I think will add value to people. But I also have those boundaries where I don't share 
all of these little details. And so quite frankly, nobody who's a follower of mine really knows me to my core. Only my close friends and family would really know who I am and be able to make um, comments and criticisms that I would actually take to heart because they would know who I am. And I know that they would be coming from a good place. And I think it's really important that you separate that too. I think that's really great. And a little side note, a while back, actually, I saw that you did it. It was either a story or a post on an experience that you had with a student that you were mentoring and they canceled last minute or they didn't show up, I believe. And I loved how you just got on your story and you said it as it was. You called them out without actually saying who it was in a professional way. And you spread the message of being accountable and you kind of stood up for yourself. And I felt that that was really empowering and important to do on social media because sometimes we really need to put our foot down and just especially online. I think that today it's easy to hide behind a computer and talk about how you want to do something or comment a nasty comment. And then when it comes down to it, just not take action or not do what you want to do with your life. And, you know, you put that time in your calendar and you showed up and then sometimes people take advantage. So you also have to be really careful on social media too. Um, And that kind of feeds into the whole negativity aspect of it. But I think that the way that you handle it is really great. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. That was an instance when um, I did have a type of um, coaching call and, and a group of people didn't show up for the call, which, you know, for me, how you do anything is how you do everything. It's a famous quote. And I truly Mm -hmm. believe it because if you're going to invest money in your education and your self-development and your business, then, you know, follow through with it. Don't set up calls and then not show up. You have to be accountable and be mature and be respectful for other people's times. Just as I'm respectful for your time, I expect the same uh, respect for my time. I love that. And so you have a really good head on your shoulders and a good outlook on um, the whole online presence. So what is one piece of advice that you might give to someone who's facing cyberbullying or who might be in a situation where they're surrounded by all of this negativity from the internet? Yeah, um, I actually watched a documentary that was really good. I can't actually recall the name. I think it was on Netflix, but it was about... um, Netflix has the best documentaries. They do, don't they? (laughs) Yeah. Um, It was about um, basically people who are on on Instagram and and YouTube, these influencers, and how they have certain trolls that um, comment really nasty things to the point where it becomes very scary. And Mm -hmm. so they're being bullied. And... Um, basically, it, it basically taught that, you know, these people, they're commenting really nasty things, but this is their kind of like they have their own addiction to this. This is their way of fulfilling their needs. And when we really think Which is about so it, sad. it is it's sad. So yeah. Sad. Yeah. And, and it's crazy because these people, you know, um, it's not even that they like care about you. Like, for example, if I had some, this one troll who on every video comments, like really scary, hateful things, it's not really about me. It's just Mm -hmm. the fact that they want attention. So they're not getting any attention in their personal lives. So when they comment these things, they know they're going to get a reaction out of you. And that's why they will continue and persist and comment on each and every video um, because they like that attention. And so I think that if, you know, someone is dealing with someone like that, the best thing you can do is ignore them, delete them, block them, and, um, and don't let any of these comments um, get to your head because none of it is actually personal. Uh, it's not true. And 
um, it's just really, really silly for someone, you know, you have to really think about this person is alone in their room, spending all this time commenting hateful <laughs> and rude things like there are many other productive right. things they could be doing with their time. So I think also when you have empathy, um, and in coming from a place of understanding, even though this person might be really hurting you, but if you can say, you know what, I'm just going to give love. And I'm just going to understand this person and maybe, you know, what they're doing is not right. And I don't agree with it, but I'm just not going to um, get myself involved. And I'm just going to see it as, you know what, this is a person in need and this is a person who needs help. Yeah. And I think that that's really what you need to do. I think it's easy to get consumed in it. But if you really take a step back and think like, hey, this person is going out of their way to comment something negative, what could they really be doing? You know, are they're clearly not running you know, a business, they're clearly not going to work that day. You know, they're spending a lot of time on it. So I think just kind of separating that and taking that step back, I think that that's really great advice. um, What you just said and having empathy, I think that's, that's awesome. So now moving, moving top, moving, uh, switching topics a little bit, you're all over the world, you're running your own brand. And I think like we just spoke about social media can be really time consuming and especially when we work from our phones and it's really easy to just pick it up at any point. And I can honestly tell you that I struggle with this sometimes as someone who works from my phone. So how do you manage to balance social media and your personal life? Yeah, great question. Um, You know, one thing I do like is the new iPhones. They have this app where you can basically lock yourself out <laughs> of social mm-hmm. media. <laughs> yeah. So you can limit how much time you spend on it. Um, one thing that's been the greatest um, uh, help for me in my business is just hiring someone to do my social media. So mm-hmm. I, I have a business account and I also have a personal account. Um, and so my business account is managed by my social media person who I hire on a freelance website called upwork.com. I um, love Upwork. And yeah, and you know what, even if you don't have a business and you are just trying to like make yourself on social media and you're trying to grow your social media without being too attached to it, mm-hmm. hire someone. It's really inexpensive. You can hire people from all over the world and it's very very easy process. So this person will um, basically help do all of my social media for my business. So I'm just in charge of my personal account. Um, And then for that, I just commit myself to saying, okay, I'm just going to post once per day. If I feel like it, I'm not going to put pressure on myself to post. And if I have nothing to post, I'm not going to um, waste my time scrolling on it because it is a subconscious Mm -hmm. act. Sometimes I'm bored or I'm stressed and I just hold my phone and I click on all these apps Mm -hmm. and it's really just, um, it it becomes a subconscious action. And so I have to catch myself and just remind myself, no, wait, this isn't in line with how, what I want for my life, because (laughs) as as silly as that sounds, it's it's true because um, it can take a lot of time and it can feed into, again, these addictive behaviors and um, even like, uh, you know, lacking, losing some self-love and and self-respect when you are spending so much time comparing yourself to others and it can really decrease self-esteem. Totally. And I think, you know, speaking of self-love and self-respect, I think self-care is such, it's just so important and it's a, it's so necessary in our day-to-day life just to create that balance. And we need to take care of ourselves in order to be the best versions of ourselves. And self-care helps us to enhance our confidence and our mindset and, and, and indulging in self-care actually helps us to focus on what's important and takes us away from social media. It, it allows us to be present. Um, and it also can help us to respond to different situations better. 
And this kind of goes along with the theme of social media. And I think it's important to discuss because when people don't feel great about themselves, like we already said, they end up projecting it onto others. So whether you have a business or you don't have a business, self-care is so important. And I think a lot of negativity comes from people who aren't taking care of themselves properly or the way that they need. And, you know, if you aren't feeling great about yourself, it's easier to put others down. And I personally feel that self-care routines, rituals, morning routines are really crucial. And I have my own morning routine. I have my own self-care routine. And I see that you also promote a healthy lifestyle online, which is amazing and so inspiring. And so how do you make time for self-care with your busy schedule? Thank you. Yeah. Um, I think, you you know, you nailed it. Um, Just making it a priority. (laughs) I, I totally kind of fed into this idea that, you know, why spend all this time in the morning to take care of myself? Like I have all of these other high leverage um, tasks or projects that I could do for my business with this time. But then I, I learned that actually this is one of the most important things I can do because it's helping me to start my day off on a really mm-hmm. positive foot. I feel like I took care of my body. I nourished my soul and my spirit. And I feel like it just really helps me make the most of my day and actually helps me be more productive. So, um, you know, I just, it's really about prioritization. We all have 24 hours in a day and it's all about what do you do with those 24 hours? And so if you really know that something is going to benefit you, you know, it's a must in your life then you will find a way to make time for it. There's no such thing as I don't have time. There will always be a way to make time, whether that's waking up two hours earlier in the morning or going to bed two hours later at night, there is always a way. And so for myself, I just kind of, you know, it's self-care is going to be different for everyone. And for me, I found a routine that I like and that works best for me. And so I wake up at an appropriate time so that I have the time to complete it every day. And, um, and then I feel really refreshed and energized after. And, you know, then because, you know, the type of work that I do, I'm sitting at a desk most of the time. So it's pretty, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not moving around a lot. So for me, going to the gym and exercising and taking care of my body, stretching, yoga, meditation, these things are just so important. Um, so, yeah, that's that's about it. It's just really making it a priority and understanding the value in it. I love that. I'm such a no excuses type of person. If you want to make something happen, then you'll make it happen. And I tell people, I actually have a Facebook group for my marketing company and I tell, and it's full of entrepreneurs. And I tell people all the time because people say, you know, I just don't have time for this. And I say, well, you could wake up an hour or two earlier. You could stay up an hour or two later. Um, And it's really up to you at the end of the day. If you want to make it happen, you'll make it happen. So I, I think you, you know, said it exactly how it is and you just have to make time there's no excuse if you if you want it then you'll you'll do it and I I believe that as well and I think that that's great so do you have a morning routine and what what does it consist of yeah so I do travel a lot so it will change um, depending on where I am Um, at Mm -hmm. the moment I'm in Los Angeles California (laughs) so so fun I am very close to Gold's Gym which I love so I wake up and the first thing I do after I brush my teeth and drink water, I'll read. I always like to read in the morning because um, I feel like reading is such an amazing thing. Books are so amazing. I mean, if you really think about it, it is an author. Some authors put dedicate their whole lives to mm-hmm. creating this book, to writing this book. And we have the the privilege to absorb this person's information, all of their 
life's work, you know? So mm-hmm. I definitely want to make bringing it a priority so that I can absorb more information and have some realizations and, you know, it's, it's really important. So reading first thing in the morning, uh, when I'm alert and I'm awake. And then from there, I, um, will usually do a meditation. Um, mm-hmm. and it, you know, the time, it depends on how much time I have in the morning, but I usually always do that. I do it on a PEMF mat. So it's a pulse okay. electromagnetic mat, which is kind of like a biohacking oh, cool. thing. It runs a charge Very through cool. your body. Yeah. It's really good to wake you up. Um, <laughs> I bet. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, I'll do, um, usually from there, I like shower and get ready and do my makeup and hair. And while I'm doing that, I like to listen to some sort of podcast or audiobook because again, I like to absorb more information because I find that that's just time I'm, you know, sitting there and not really doing much. I might as well mm-hmm. listen to something. Yep. And then, um, I agree. <laughs> usually from that point, um, I'll be, um, making something in the kitchen or making food or whatever. And then after that, I hit the gym. So I try and hit the gym in the morning before I start work. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from the gym, I, I basically start my, my work day. <laughs> I love that. That's so funny because I essentially do the exact same thing in the morning. And since I've started doing that and I'm up at like, I don't know, between five and six and by nine o'clock I have, I just feel so refreshed and so, I just feel like I've already had a full day and I mm-hmm. love the mornings. I just think that you should take advantage of it. And yeah. It's, uh-huh. Go ahead. Isn't Sorry. it the best feeling when you are up that early and it's like dark outside and you're walking to the gym favorite. or like doing something and then you feel like, wow, I've accomplished so much and the rest of the world is asleep. <laughs> I know the feeling. Yeah, exactly. The feeling of being up when everybody else is asleep. It's like emails aren't coming in. You're, you don't have yeah. the same distractions. And also then if let's say I have an appointment in the morning around, you know, at a normal hour and then I leave and I'm like, wow, I've had a full day. By the time everybody's kind of starting their day, I feel like I've just had such a, not a full day of work, but just like such a, um, I, I've been, I was able to be mindful and I was able to take care of myself and, and get things done so that I can be mentally prepared to take on the day. And yeah, that's why I love waking up early. Some people are like, oh my God, you're crazy. I, mm-hmm. If I could wake up at 3.30 or 4 every day, I would. I love it. Yeah, yeah, it is awesome. I agree. What are, what are some of your favorite books that you're reading now? Ooh, you know what? Um, right now I'm actually reading the, this book um, by Dave Asprey and his wife. I can't recall her name, but it's called The Better Baby Book. Ooh, I don't know okay. if you've heard of it. I yeah, it's actually of one of yet. the first books that they wrote and essentially his wife had her children in her forties and, um, really healthy babies. And, you know, it's Dave Asprey's all about biohacking and she's a doctor. And so she was infertile at some point. And so they learned basically what are the best foods, best supplements, best things that you can be doing, um, to support gr- this human being that's growing in you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm not actually looking to have babies or anything at this point in time but I do like (laughs) learning this stuff because it's interesting it is so interesting and I'm currently on um a cleanse I I could say and so whenever I'm doing any kind of health cleanse or anything with health I like to absorb as much health content as possible to keep me motivated so I'll watch like like that documentaries or I'll watch or I'll read books or I'll listen to podcasts, anything around health, because it always reinforces how important this is. And I feel like sometimes we might start a cleanse. And then after one week, we're like, Oh, I don't know, maybe I should just 
eat the dessert right. or whatever it is. But it's so hard to be disciplined. And it's, yeah, I think it's great that you find ways to keep yourself motivated because it's so it's really a challenge. I struggle with that. Yeah, for sure. So that that definitely helps. And so one thing I learned is that we people will always do more for others than they do for themselves. And so mm-hmm. when I'm thinking about, you know, the next three or four years from now, when I do have a child, I want to make sure that my body is a temple and I keep it as healthy as possible. So it's really kind of like the highest form of motivation for me, because it's not just for me, it's for housing someone else. <laughs> I love that. I think that's amazing. So speaking of motivation, what is your motivation behind all of this? You know, the brand and the messages you share on social media and everything that you're doing. Yeah. So, um, I just really love being part of an empowering community of women. Um, I've Mm -hmm. always really, um, thrived off of that. I just feel like it's so nice to have women who support women instead of trying to compete with one another or trying to kind of hurt one another. It's just really Mm -hmm. nice. And I feel like we have just so much power and we have, um, such amazing skills. And when we join forces, we can do great things. And with my brand Lux Curves, we, you know, we sell body shapewear, but we created a community of women who they join because they want to maybe lose some weight or they're postpartum or they have back Mm -hmm. pain, but then they enter the community and they are among all these other women who are supportive and wonderful. And it just creates such an amazing atmosphere where we can ask questions to each other and just support each other. And it's just really, really cool. So honestly, I think you know, they keep me motivated when I have a down day at work or I feel like, oh, this is too stressful or whatever it may be. I pop into our Facebook group or I chat with some of our our community and it's just always really uplifting to know that it means so much to them to be part of something like this. I love that. And it's so positive, too. And you're surrounding yourself with like minded people. And it's important for women to support other women. We're living in a world of there's just so much. I feel like there's so much hatred. And it's nice to be a part of something where everybody's lifting each other up and trying to live a healthy and, you know, successful life and do things that make them feel good about themselves. Yeah, for sure. I agree. Well, thank you so much, Tatiana, for taking the time today to chat and share your insight about your brand and your life and self-care. And you're definitely an inspiration to so many people. And I love your positive energy and seeing what you've built. And I really wish you nothing but the best. This has been great. Oh, thank you so much, Sydney. This has been awesome. And thank you once again for having me.